You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, episode 24 with Koki Adasi. You're listening to the Trailblazers podcast, where we will explore the stories of successful black professionals. Join us as we highlight the knowledge, resources, and tools of these accomplished trailblazers to help provide the know-how, confidence, and motivation you need to blaze your trail. And now, here's your host, Stephen Hart. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Trailblazers podcast. Today on the show, we are talking with Koki Adasi. Koki is a motivated and dedicated real estate agent who in 2008 was recognized by Realtor Magazine as one of the 30 most talented up-and-coming realtors in the U.S. Uh, Then in 2009, he provided real estate expertise on CNN's The Situation Room and NPR, and in 2010 appeared on an episode of HGTV's television show House Hunters. Since that time, Koki has lent his expertise to several different um, media outlets, including The Washington Post, Washingtonian, The Gazette, and Real Estate Radio. I know you're going to enjoy today's interview. I am excited to hear your thoughts. Please go ahead and shoot me a tweet or um, share with me on, on social. I'm at TB Pod just about everywhere. I hope you enjoy. Koki, thank you for being our guest on today's episode. Thank you for having me, Stephen. So, you know, we like to begin each of these episodes by helping our listeners connect with you. And I thought starting today's episode by asking you to reflect on your life and your career journey through to this point. And was wondering if you could share with us, you know, what you're most grateful for right now. That's a great question, Stephen. So I think right now in this moment, I am most grateful for my family. You know, I have I have two young children uh, who are who are three and one. And a wonderful wife, and they're they're my my bedrock and motivation each day to get up and you know want to come to work and be successful in this real estate industry. You know, so so I'd say I'm definitely grateful for them in this moment. And you know, this journey in, in real estate has been you know quite the journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started ten years ago in 2006 at a time when. The market was was beginning to shift. I was brand new to the industry. I was actually laid off from my from my uh, position in uh, in Bethesda doing accounting, and so it, it was really a challenging time for me, you know, as a newbie agent who was who was fairly young and wanted uh-huh. people to entrust their largest transaction that they you know may ever do in their lives or one of the few times they would do it. You know, I, I learned quite a bit from you know a lot of folks in the industry and you know, kind of. You know, paved the way at a slow pace, and right. you know, ten years later, you know, here I am leading a, a group of great people to have success in this business. That's awesome. I give you props. A three-year-old and a one-year-old is a lot of work, man. <laughs> it is. It is a lot of work, but it's so worth it and so much fun. Absolutely. You know, they they really keep me grounded and just keep me keep me hungry. Absolutely. I have a six-year-old and a two-year, almost two-year-old, so I can appreciate where you, where you sit. Why are you so passionate about the work you're doing in real estate right now? Yeah, you know, I think the main reason why I'm so passionate, Stephen, is I, I thoroughly enjoy working with people. And mm-hmm. you know, when, when I look back at you know my, my life and different things that I've done professionally, um, you know, I've, I've always worked with people and. You know, different jobs that I've had, whether it's from when I was in middle school and running a, um, a lawn service and snow shoveling business or when I was in college and I was tutoring students. You know, I've always worked with people and I've, I've, I've found great joy and excitement in seeing people succeed. And so, you know, and 
in real estate or really anything in life, and but in, in real estate, people succeed when they're able to accomplish their goals of selling a property or purchasing a home or you know renting a property and being able to facilitate that process. It just it just creates it creates this this energy and excitement in me, which makes it fun to come to work to every day. And you know I'm I'm fortunate that you know finding this finding this uh, position this job several years ago, you know I I feel like every day when I wake up, I'm going to have fun. You know, right. to, to some folks that they go to work and it's stressful, it's you know it's boring whatever it might be. But you know this is really a simulating job that. I, I enjoy, and so it's easy to have you know passion, something that you love doing. You jump out to the bed, ready to go in the morning. Yeah, right? yeah, and, and you know, and people always ask, you know, you know, things that that I feel help give us extra edge. And one thing that I do is I wake up at four thirty in the morning every day. Wow. People say, oh wow, well you know you have kids, so it's easy, whatever. No, like since I was <laughs> since I was you know four or five years old. I woke up around that time because when I was a little kid, I helped my dad deliver the papers and we would wake up, you know, around four o'clock and go out for an hour and a half or so and, uh, you know, deliver papers to our routes. And so I've always just had that, that, that mindset and that, you know, that early kind of starter to going. And I think that helps me get the competitive edge, you know, by just being ready early, work out in the morning early, you know, so by, by eight o'clock I've done more than a lot of folks do by, you know, noon or, you know, the whole day, but it just really gives me a head start to our success. You get a sense of peace entering the day at that point that you've had enough time by yourself to 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 get some structure and order to your day. Yes, yes, that's a good yeah. point, Stephen. You know, because at at four thirty in the morning, no one's calling me, no one's texting me, no one's emailing me. You know, so there's there, there's definitely peace and serenity at that time. Right. So, what have been some of the biggest lessons you've learned in your role as an agent and in the real estate industry? And the biggest lesson that I've learned as my role as an agent is, you know, as an agent, I believe that, that our number one goal, number one, you know, job really is to assist people with making decisions, right? So when people say, oh, you know, we sold X number of homes, you know, this year, or, we, you know, we sold, sold this amount of volume, you know, truly people are making all the decisions in the process and it's it's the agent's job to give their professional opinion use their experience to help people make those decisions and you know it's it's a very very um you know tight and tough balance because you know if you give improper information someone can make a very bad decision you know okay. so it's important to you know know your market do your homework and make sure that the, the advice that you're giving the clients is best for their situation. Especially given the fact that it's the largest transaction many people make, right? Correct. Correct. And you, you don't want to have a, you know, $100,000 mistake that you, right. you know, put someone in. Um, you know, so I think that's that's probably the, probably the biggest thing. Right. Okay. How do you define success? Yeah, success for me is, well, I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you my favorite definition of success first, and then I'll tell you what mm-hmm. success means to me. So to me, success is a natural consequence of consistently applying the basic fundamentals. And mm-hmm. so when you, know, when you really think about that and break it down to its core, it's like you can succeed in anything that you want in the world if you can first figure out what are the steps to create that success? What are the basic fundamentals? Right. So for me, a guy who loves basketball, 
you know, basic fundamentals of basketball are to have you know, proper shooting form, right? Elbow straight, you know, be balanced, knees bent, eyes on the on the target, you know, follow through. Those are the basic steps there. So if you consistently practice those steps, the only thing that, that, that you can, you know, receive as a result is success. And so in real estate, when you're when you're selling properties, right, to me, the basic fundamentals of selling anything is you have to have people to serve. And the only way to have people to serve is by connecting with them, whether that's through, you know, online marketing, social media, or that's through making phone calls, or that's through a professional organization, or through your alma mater, whatever it might be, you need to have a source to connect with people to create opportunities to then serve, right? Right. So the more that you can practice that on a consistent basis, the more people that you'll have to serve, the better at service you'll become, and then success is the only only consequence of those steps. Right. So let's let's make that practical and maybe break that down a little bit, right? So what have been some of the basic steps that you've been practicing in the last, say, six months to a year that have helped you pave the way for the success you're experiencing today? Yeah. So for for myself and and for my team. Uh, you know, we, 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 every year we have an annual retreat. We look back at all the homes that we've sold, how do we connect with those, those clients initially. And what we found is that the number one way for us to create new business is for us to work with people who, who we already know, who already like us and trust us. And so in order to get in front of those people, we need to have an action plan on how we're going to connect with them. And so we do different things like we do a monthly happy hour where we invite all of our, um, you know, current clients, you know, friends to come out and just have a great time to to uh, to have fellowship really and, and, and connect. And a lot of times in those meetings, we're not specifically talking about real estate. We're talking about life, we're talking about their kids, talking about their jobs, talking about their dreams, where they're traveling to. And what we're doing is we're creating a bond where we really right. care about these people. Right. So right. when you have that relationship with them, then there will come a time when they may need to buy or sell a property or they may know someone, know somebody, right. buy or sell a property and you're top of mind because you have created that relationship. Okay? Absolutely. So, you know, any salesperson this happened to me in the past as well, you know, they might get upset when their good friend or an acquaintance uses someone else to purchase a product or service when they themselves sell that same product or service. Well, what I found is that many times we didn't do a great job of connecting with that person to give them the, the mindset to contact us when they're ready to make that purchase or that sale. Right. You follow me? Yep. Plus, I feel like that FaceTime is just invaluable, right? I mean, a lot of other agents may try to stay top of mind via social media or email. Right where you're, you're saying you're actually getting in front of them on a monthly basis or as much as you, you can in that regard, right? Correct, correct. I mean, that's a big differentiator, I'm sure. Yep, yeah, and there's, you know, a lot of a lot of things that we do, you know, I always tell my team to do what you enjoy doing and connect with people that way. So, Koki, why are, why are you know, why are people choosing to do business with Koki and Associates? And, and why do you think they're paying you and your team for for your services as opposed to to maybe choosing to work with another agent or just doing it themselves. We we'll touched on some of this before uh, a minute ago, but you know, is it, are there anything any other elements you believe that you know really set you apart? 
Right. Yeah, Stephen, I, I believe that there's a few reasons why people choose to do business with us over other teams or other individuals. And the first, I believe, is experience. You know, we have we have a decade, you know, a decade plus of experience in selling real estate here in the Washington, D.C. area. And experience usually is very important in the process of selling a home. Uh, second is authenticity. You know, we're we're very straightforward. You know, there's no sales gimmicks here. We, you know, explain our process, whether it's a buyer or seller that we're working with. And I think people appreciate, you know, having that, having that honesty, that integrity from an individual who doesn't want to give them just information that they want to hear as a consumer, which may lead to them hiring us. We tell them the straight up, you know, truth, the facts that we feel will help, uh, help them achieve success in their real estate process. Right. And then, you know, three, we have the most fun with our clients. Mm. And besides the monthly happy hours we do, we attend basketball games. We we do uh, you know wine bus tours. We have a huge party coming up in, in October, which is going to be our our annual client appreciation party. Huh. And you know we, we always we always look to do things um, for our clients who have done business with us. You know we want to treat them well. And you know part of that process, you know even even after they buy or sell a property. We still stay in contact with them, you know, really forever. You know, the relationship doesn't end at a sale. To me, the relationship just, just begins. And mm-hmm. we enjoy staying in contact with them and staying a part of their lives and helping them whenever they need assistance in the future. You know, I like the idea of you having these events throughout the year as opposed to, you know, like holiday events or something that, you know, is more obvious. I, I, I'm very intrigued by you doing these happy hours and even your client appreciation. You mentioned doing it in October versus the end of the year. That's, that's a very interesting twist. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I'll tell you that of all the years that we've had these events, uh, last year was our was our best attended event. Where we we took um, 155 of our clients and their kids to, uh-huh. to a pumpkin patch, and <laughs> it, it was amazing. I mean, we you know, had the hayride and you know tons of great food. It was it was a really fun event and just allowed people to connect and you know have fun with their families. But think about that, right? I mean, that's that's a memory of them with their kids with you, right? I mean, that's that's a that's a great memory to have etched. In, in in their minds when when it comes time for for them thinking about a realtor that's 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 great technique i appreciate you sharing some of that you're welcome i want to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about talk about some roadblocks and some fears and some challenges right every one of us has has fears that hold us back from achieving greatness in our lives um despite the fact that probably 97 percent of the fears we have never actually materialized right mm-hmm. and as entrepreneurs, especially, that can be extremely harmful. And I'm sure you can relate, but you know, to take to take our, our business to that next level, right? It's inevitable that we're gonna hit roadblocks. We have to, you know, be be able to embrace failure, right? And so I was wondering if you could, you know, think back for a minute and tell us a story about maybe one roadblock, challenge, or fear that you experienced. Share with us what happened, what you did to overcome it and, and move forward. Okay, Stephen, that's another great question. And first, just simply looking at the word fear and what that means. And, you know, I don't recall who it was, but they defined fear as a false evidence appearing, appearing real. So, you know, to your point of the, of the 97%, you know, the majority of times when you, when you feel fear, what you're lacking is information. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I look back at a, at a major roadblock that I had when I was first in the business, um, there was two. You know, one was, you know, the fact that I was young. I felt that people wouldn't want to, you know, sell a property with me because I'm new in the business. I'm young. I don't have a lot of experience. They wouldn't want to, you know, work with me to sell to sell a property or purchase some real estate. And so that was a challenge that obviously I had to overcome because this is my career, it's my job, this is my source of income, and I had to figure out how to overcome the fear. And so what I had to do in that time was I had to had to uh, you know gain the knowledge, right? Mm. And so you know in, or, in order for me to gain the knowledge, I had to take the time to study my craft, right? right? I had to lean on others who had more experience, you know, mentors in the office, other agents who are more senior than I, than I was uh, to get expertise from them as well, you know, for them to share with me their stories. And by, by doing so, I slowly got more confidence. And with more confidence, then those fears will quickly diminish, right? So Absolutely. In that, uh, in that first year time frame. One of the clients who I worked with was was actually a you know, pretty big attorney with uh, with a large hospital in Montgomery County, and I, I'll never forget the conversation that he and I had when he was asking me to send him some listings of properties in a certain area. And I remember thinking in my head, I cannot believe this guy is asking me, a fairly new agent, for you know properties that are that are in the one million dollar price range. Right. And so what I did was you know I wanted to make sure when I met with him and his wife, that I knew everything possible, not only about the house that they wanted to go see, about the neighborhood, about the schools, everything. So there would be no reason for them to question how long I've been in the business or how, how old I was because I had the information that they needed to make a decision. Right. And, you know, that's the way that I was able to overcome um, that, you know, at the time it was, it was you know pretty strong fear. And, uh, you know, just lo- learning from others and taking the time to gain the knowledge needed you know, gave me the confidence to move forward. I love that, man. I appreciate you sharing that. And I can connect. I think that goes even beyond real estate. I think for everyone listening to to what Koki just shared, I mean, be honest with yourself, how, how often has it truly been the case that, you know, it really was a lack of information, right? And as a result, you weren't confident, you weren't sure in your responses. I probably came across in your energy and your appearance. So, you know, great point there. You also touched on something a minute ago and it, it creates a segue into my next question. Do you have, have coaches or mentors today that really help guide you? Uh, and your business and help hold you accountable towards achieving your goals? Yes. Yes, I do. I, I think that having a coach or mentor is, is absolutely critical. And, and it doesn't matter, you know, what type of industry that you're in, you know, Mm -hmm. we look at people who, who play sports and, you know, I have to relate to sports because it's just been a big part of my life. You know, whether you're playing, you know, a team sport like basketball, football, soccer, or an individual sport, you know, whether it's golf or, you know, tennis, you always have a coach, mentor, trainer, somebody guiding you. And it's no different in, in real estate or in, in, in any profession. And I feel that in order for us, you know, for, for my team to, to succeed, I need to coach the team, but I also need to be coached. And so I, I attend conferences across the country uh, where you know, I meet with other top agents and top top team leaders uh, to learn what they're doing. You know, learn how they're how they're leading their groups, how they're serving their clients. You know, what things are, are they doing differently to create a competitive edge? 
And mm-hmm. by gaining that information, that helps us with always improving the service that we're providing to clients. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, whether you're brand new to an industry or if you've been doing it for, you know, 20, 30 years plus, it's always um, important to have some kind of guidance, some kind of coach or mentor um, to get ideas from and to assist in your business growth. You mentioned this was something that was ingrained in you probably from your basketball years, but in real estate, at what point did you actually decide that seeking out a coach and a mentor was a good idea? And why do you think you know, you're know you able to produce at a higher level because of your coach and mentors? Yeah, I decided immediately <laughs> that I needed a mentor. Really? You know, because I, you know, I got into, into the business and you know, I didn't know how to write a contract. I don't know how to to negotiate or, you know, I thought I thought I knew how to get to negotiate, but, you know, I didn't know how to negotiate very well in in the real estate arena. And, you know, I didn't know how to how to find business and how to cultivate the business. So it was important early on to find to find that mentor to to help kind of teach me the ropes. And, you know, I think that now with our team, which, you know, we're, we're very fortunate to produce at a very high level and actually today just got recognized in the Washingtonian magazine, which is which is pretty cool. Look at you, brother. Congrats, Thank man. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I think that our success is the result of many people that have helped us along the way. You know, right. this, is, this has not been created, you know, all by myself or all by, you know, our team. We've had others who have shared and who have supported us over the years and that have helped it propel us to to this platform. You know, so we, we definitely remain humble and, and, and remain very hungry to continue to improve, continue to, to serve at a high level, uh, which allows us to reach the goals that we want to achieve. Awesome. I know several people who listen to this this podcast are going to just reach out to me and, and slap me over the head if I didn't ask you to expand on this basketball background. Yes. Yeah, so, so basketball, man, I, you know, I feel like one, I feel like I have a great basketball story. Mm. And two, I feel that, you know, a lot of things that have happened in my life have been a result of basketball. Um, and, and, you know, my, my story, I try to keep it you know as brief as possible. Started playing basketball in second grade and had no idea what I was doing, but I enjoyed the game. I showed my first game, and I was wearing jeans and had Velcro sneakers. <laughs> and I remember being like, why does everyone have on shorts? And like, everyone had on like, you know, lace-up sneakers. And here I am, second grade, you know, looking kind of crazy. But, you know, I really just fell in love with the game. And nice. when I was in fifth grade, there was a pep rally that we had at our school. And the high school came, you know, with all the players. And I just thought that, you know, they were the coolest guys in the world. And I wanted to be one of them one day. On, on the varsity team. And then, you know, fast forward to high school, we had, had a great high school career at Magruder High School in Rockville. You know, I think our last two years when I was there, we were, I think, about like 42 and four, or something like that. And wow. you know, it's a very good team, but, you know, we never made it to state. We always got, you know, uh, knocked down by by a school that, you know, I will not name their name. <laughs> but, I, but, but I still, you know, dread the thought of saying the name of that school. <laughs> Their mascot is the uh, blue, de- the uh, blue devils. But uh. <laughs> so then, you know, going to college actually was was a major, major, major uh, transition in my life. Um, you know, my my one goal in high school was always to play Division One basketball, mm. and yeah, I felt that I had the skills to do it, and you know, I definitely had the the grades to qualify to get to to go to any school that I wanted to go to, and uh, and I'm uh, and, uh, and going to Mount St. Mary's University, which is a very small Division One school in Maryland. 
Right. And, you know, I didn't go on a scholarship. So I had to I had to try out and work out for the team. And so, you know, that August to October of my freshman year, you know, get a, you know workouts every day, you know, 5 a.m. workouts, you know, two a days, everything you can imagine. Just, you know, going through the going through the, the uh, gauntlet felt that I was doing you know really well. And, you know, comes October 15th, the, the basically the decision day for coaches. And Jim Phelan, you know, the great Jim Phelan, who coached for 49 years, longest tenured coach in college basketball history, sent me down to his office and said, hey, hey, Koki, uh, you know, you did a really good job these last few months. I think you're a great player, but we have too many guards on our team and no space for you. And I kind of looked at him like, you got to be kidding, right? I've never been cut in my life. You know, this is this is not happening. Walked back to you know to the dorm, you know, sat in my room, cried, was like, you know, this is my one goal. It's not happening. And, you know, I, you know, within about 20 minutes or so, I called the coach. I said, hey, look, I said, I have to be on the team. I will do whatever it takes, but I have to be on the team. And I think the following day, his assistant called me and said, hey, look, you, you can be on the team, but you'll be a practice player. So you've got to go through everything that the guys go through, but you will not play in a game. Not only that, we want you to we want you to assist in our in, in our in our management roles. So the team had a manager, uh, and I basically was like the manager's assistant. So I traveled to all the away games, you know, had to had to help out with uh, with the videoing games, uh, laundry, whatever. Right, I helped with all of it, and then still practiced with the guys. They got in trouble. I was in trouble, and that was an extremely humbling experience. Incredibly, I'm sure. Incredibly, right? And so going into my uh, sophomore year, I had to travel the team again, did the whole process, made the team, ended up starting for, for you know, a pretty good portion of that season. And that, you know, year and a half process there, you know, and I finishing my career playing there at Mount St. Mary's, you know, I feel like that has propelled me the entire time, you know, since that was what, 2000, 2001. You know, it's just it's just showing it's showing me that hey, you know, one, if you have a goal, you can accomplish that goal if you're willing to pay the price. You know, and and two, when things don't work out your way, doesn't mean that you can't still get what you want. You have to find a different way to to, to move forward in that in that uh, pursuit of that goal. And you know, so, so I feel that you know I, I work extremely hard because I I really appreciate everything. You know, you know nothing is taken for granted, nothing is given freely, and every day that we have is truly a blessing. You know, uh, we see all these stories of people dying left and right, and crazy folks around the world doing crazy things. And so true. You have to you have to cherish every single moment because nothing is guaranteed. Absolutely, absolutely. Dude, I'm so happy I asked you about that. <laughs> that's that's a terrific story, and I appreciate you sharing that. So, you know, we'd love to have you share some resources with our listeners to help them sharpen their minds. And I was wondering, you know, if you could share one book you've read in the past year that's inspired you. Oh, that that's so easy. That's so easy. The book is called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Highly recommend the book. It's all about how to spend a few moments in the morning to have a killer morning that helps you have a, a, a phenomenal day. And uh-huh. um, yeah, it's a it's a very very powerful book. We'll be getting that. And can I throw in, can I throw in one more book? Absolutely. This book I read in 2006. This is a, a major major you know mind shift for me, and it's called The Success Principles. Right. By Jack Canfield, you know, who did Chicken Soup for the Soul and just another book that, you know, if if you're trying to find your passion or find your purpose in life and 
just trying to find some some direction. That's a, that's an excuse me an amazing read. Yeah, another great book. Yeah. Okay, what's something small you've done this month that you're proud of? <laughs> something small that I've done this month I'm proud of actually happened this morning. Uh, <laughs> I, I was. Uh, I was at the gym. I was at the gym working out, and I actually had a game last night in Bethesda. And so I was like beat last night. My legs are kind of shot, and I'm working out at the Y. And I have a trainer. We're like, you know, toward the end of the workout, so I'm just exhausted. And she has she has two two boxes, you know, for, for like a box jump. And it's 44 inches high. And she's like, look, she's like, I want you to do a sh- like a straight up vertical jump onto this box. You can't take a step, right? I'm kind of looking at her like she's crazy. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> the last time we did this, I took like three steps before jumping onto this box, you know? Right. And so I was like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll try it. And so first time, you know, I jumped up and, you know, missed it by a couple inches and like, you know, slipped, you know, slipped off of it. And then she's like, all right, try it again. I tried it again, you know, didn't do it. And in my head, I'm like, this is high. Like, I, I can't jump standing, bro- you know, just a straight up vertical jump onto this box. And she's like, try it again. And so I just kind of like put my head down, took a deep breath, got my position ready, and like just kind of focused and jumped as hard as I could. And I got on top of the box. Wow. And then I sat there for a second. And I was like, I was like, wow, like, I just did that. And it, it's like, it, it's a very small thing. But small things like that just, just show you that, you know, when you believe in yourself and like, big things can have faith, yeah. things can happen. You know, things can happen. So it was, it was a small success, but um, to me, just it was, a, it was a huge success because that, you know, impacts everything in life. Absolutely. Sets its own for the rest of the week, I'm sure. Yeah. Can a budding trailblazer have too many goals? Can a budding trailblazer have too many goals? I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, goals are accomplished every day, and I think it's important to have goals, to have written goals that you review often. Mm-hmm. And it just helps you. It helps you sharpen your skills. You know, whether it's a physical goal, relationship goal, financial goal, spiritual goal, uh, whatever it is. You know, I feel that it it just helps you improve in one facet or another of your life. Right. It's good. Koki, name an online resource. Could be an app, software, or tool that you use every day, and you just can't live without it. An online resource, app, or tool I use every day. Hmm. So I actually got into Instagram the last several months. Really? And I feel like it's just easier and quicker to get updates, you know, than like Facebook. And Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and I you know, like, like seeing the photos and short captions and just keep it moving. Uh, that's probably an app that I, that I visit every day. And is that your favorite social platform right now? It is. It is. And, and, you know, Facebook used to be that for me, but it's Instagram. Instagram to me is now my favorite platform. That's cool. I live in IG and I live in Twitter Yeah, for the podcast. Podcast lives big on, on Twitter. Yeah. Koki, why is it, why is volunteering, right? Why is volunteering important to you and really giving back of your time, talents and treasures? Yeah, but volunteering is important to me. You know, I have to give all of, all the praise there to my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, who you know taught myself and, and my and my siblings at a very early age that it's important to give back to the community. And you know, there's always people who who are in more dire need than you, you know, regardless mm-hmm. of how bad your, your situation may be. And so, you know, giving back to others is just a it's a form of service. And actually, one of my favorite quotes 
which is Muhammad Ali, is something to the tune of, you know, service is the rent that I pay for my room on this earth. Mm-hmm. And that's it's really how we kind of look at our real estate business. You know, in order for us to receive what, what we want, which is success and which is compensation, um, acknowledgement, we have to serve others. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simple, right? You know, you find out what people need and what they want, and then you serve them. You know, it's, it's you know, when you go to a restaurant, you know, you could have okay food, but if the service is phenomenal, it changes the whole experience. You know, so it's you know, finding ways to connect with people and to live, deliver what they want at the time they want, and you know, that's that's why we think service is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before we wrap up, I wanted to invite you to just take a couple of minutes and impart an inspiring message that can help our listeners to elevate their game and blaze their trail. Yeah. So to share something that, that I think will help people elevate their game and blaze their trail, you know, first is you have to find out, you know, take the time to talk to yourself and figure out what is most important to you in life. You know, mm. what's most important to you in life? If if you knew that you had, you know, four days to live, what, what would you do? What would you do? Right. And and then, you know, how how can you turn that into your passion? Something that, that you can do consistently on a daily basis, you know, because that's going to bring you, uh, you know, true happiness and true peace, I believe. And, you know, you shouldn't postpone your dreams. You know, something that you've been thinking about for you know for a long period of time. You know you, you should embrace that and work on achieving it as soon as possible. You know, I think I think that'll help people have a happiness, help them you know blaze their trail, you know, and, and reach heights that they thought they couldn't reach. You know, yeah. to get that that extra inch to get on top of that box. You know, when when you thought you couldn't get on top of that box. That's true. That's true. I believe Dr. Dr. Jason Carthen, one of our guests back in episode 17, you know, kind of echoed uh, a similar point home on living your life with passionate intention mm-hmm. and, you know, just living on purpose. Right. All right. Day to day. Koki, you've been amazing, man. I, I just want to say thank you for, for coming on the podcast today. For everyone listening, Koki and I had our first conversation ever, like two days ago. And we um, this is our first time talking, really. And it's been amazing. I really appreciate you being, you know, bold to take a step today, to be honest and transparent, just sharing your story. You've you've given us some serious nuggets of wisdom that I'm sure are going to help our community. I just want to say thank you very much. I really appreciate you. Uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. So before we, you know, before we let you go, please, you know, tell us how we can stay connected to you. Uh, we can go ahead and finish up for today. Sure. You can stay connected with myself and my team. You follow us on our website, which is kokiisthekey.com. That's K-O-K-I. Our hashtag on Instagram and, uh, and our handle on Twitter is kokiisthekey. And we have a awesome. Facebook page as well uh, where, where we're at Koki is the Key. So follow us online and we'd love to connect with any of you. If you have questions or just want to talk about real estate or life, you can email me or call me anytime. Fantastic. Koki, thank you again, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Stephen. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Trailblazers podcast. I'm going to be posting links to all the book recommendations, resources, social channels, and website from today's episode. And that's going to be on our show notes page at tbpod.com. Guys, 
Unless you're driving while you're hearing me talk right now, I challenge you to open a new email, a tweet, or a social post within the next five minutes. You can do it on your Android, your iPhone, your laptop. And the action is simple, and it's this. I want to invite you to... Um, share the podcast with two people. It could be family members, friends, colleagues, co-workers. Invite them to listen to an episode that you think might impact them most. I really do believe, we believe that someone listening to these inspiring stories will be moved to make a significant change that will have generation generational impact for many others, both now and well, well into the future. So don't miss next week's episode. New episodes are released each and every Monday at 5 a.m. Trailblazers, jump off this podcast today. Go find a way to rise above, go way beyond, and keep blazing your trail. Cheers.